So in the Faith Hall of Fame, we already talked about some of the heroes of faith from the Old Testament, like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses' parents. And if you remember last week, we analyzed the faith of Moses, the kind of faith Moses had on the Lord for him to proceed further in towards the call of God in his life. You know, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 24 to 28, it talks about the faith that Moses had in the Lord. Hebrew 11, 24 to, to 28, I will just read it for you. This is what we talked about last week. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he lived to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. And verse 28 says, By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. So we talked about three aspects of Moses' faith. First one is the decision that he made. Moses made a decision to come out of the palace of Pharaoh to suffer affliction with the children of Israel. And even Bible says, you know, he thought it is better for him to suffer for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake than to own the treasures of Egypt. A man of God had a great dedication in his life to the work of God, to the call of God. Moses took the decision to take part in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. And we talked about a little bit about how a Old Testament man, he knew about the sufferings of Christ. The sufferings of Christ. And we believe God revealed his secrets. What is about to happen in the future it was revealed to some of the Old Testament prophets like Moses, like Enoch because we believe in Jude we know that Enoch is prophesying about the second coming of Lord Jesus Christ, how he knew about you know how Jesus is going to come back to this world and he is going to come even the second time to this world some of the Old Testament believers or Old Testament saints they were revealed about the secrets which are yet to happen on this world, secondly we saw he was just not uh, made a decision he took a step of faith by faith he commanded all the children of Israel to sprinkle the blood on their house and this man of faith was waiting on the night to see what God is going to ha do in the midst of the Egyptians and among the children of Israel so he took a step of faith and finally we saw the faith in action Bible says he left Egypt he was not just taking decisions he was not just you know speaking talking he just left Egypt he was in action by faith and Bible says not fearing the king he was setting his eyes above the one who is invisible you know that is what is faith that's what his word of God calls it is faith faith is nothing but faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen today you and I serve God Almighty we have not seen him we have not seen him some 
probably can say that I have seen a vision of him but we have not touched him we have not felt him but still we walk after the Lord we believe he is our God Moses did the same thing even though he was invisible to Moses he just believed and he stepped out of Egypt that's what the word of God says today we are going to see the faith of children of Israel as they cross the Red Sea let's turn our Bible to Hebrew chapter 11 verse 29 Hebrew chapter 11 29 says by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned by faith the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea as by dry land whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned you know we read the story in Exodus chapter 14 10 to 29 you know we need to understand why the writer of Hebrews says very specifically the faith of the children of Israel you know when we look at children of Israel we cannot really consider them as, as you know as a faithful servants or children of God you know they had a tough time in believing what God was trying to do through Moses they couldn't believe what Moses was saying you know even though Moses was taking them in and moving forward into the wilderness always you know they were murmuring they couldn't believe about what God was trying to do on that day through Moses let's, let's go to Exodus chapter 14 let's read some of the scriptures there it's very interesting to see how children of Israel they walk through the you know uh, the Red Sea as if they are walking through the dry land let's go to Exodus chapter 14 verse 10 and when Pharaoh drew near the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold the Egyptians marched after, after them so they were very afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord of course they knew very well where to go for help in the time of their trouble then they said to Moses because there were no graves in Egypt have you taken us away to die in the wilderness see their faith they had very such a feeble faith why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness you know such a faithless generation that's what you know I would like to call them probably you would also agree with me saying that such a faithless generation you know they have seen the wonderful things God was doing in Egypt but now they are not able to believe in God you know they were just rebelling against Moses and telling why you brought us to this wilderness there were graves in our place we could have served the Egyptians happily the way we were serving why you brought us to the wilderness in order to kill us you know but then the writer of Hebrews as we read by faith they passed through they it doesn't say that Moses by faith they the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea as by dry land whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned by faith the children of Israel they passed through the Red Sea let us understand the situation there when children of Israel they left Egypt and put their step in the wilderness and they were moving forward and they came to a point where they couldn't move further because they see the Red Sea it is such a long sea it is in front of them running in front of them there is no way they can cross so they all turn back and look at Moses and they also see the Pharaoh's army marching forward 
towards them. So absolutely in a natural sense there is no way to escape in that situation. Don't you feel that at times in our lives we are brought to a point where we find it so difficult, where we find it so difficult to do anything, we cannot do, we cannot move forward and there is absolutely no help and absolutely nothing we can get out of it. We feel that it is all come to coming to an end. I had gone through it, what about you? Some of you would have gone through it at some point of time. We just lose the hope and we just need to give it to God and say that Lord, just do whatever you want. And Because I am not able to see things moving forward. I don't know how to get an escape out of this situation. These children of Israel, they were in the same situation. They were just, you know, just helpless at that moment. But then, Bible says, by faith, they could cross through the Red Sea. And I believe this has a lesson to every one of us today. You know, even though we believe things are not possible by us, but then our God say and Savior, He says, things are possible by me. Throughout the Bible, He is repeating that again and again. When you think that, the moment you think that it is not possible, and God comes, or He sends His servant or angel, and He comes and tells us that it is possible. It is possible. Jesus, when he was entering to the, uh, the, 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 the village of Bethany when Lazarus died, Mary and Martha, the Bible says, they came forward and they cried at Jesus and said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And you know what Jesus replied? He said, did I not tell you? That if you believe, you will see the glory of God. You know, every time in our life, the Lord has been telling that again and again, that we need to believe in Him. We need to trust in Him. Past quite a few weeks, you know, we have been studying about book of, in the book of Hebrew, uh, chapter 11, about faith. And you know, what God is trying to tell every one of us is, by me, it is possible. It's not that it is not possible, it's, it is possible by me. And today we are here to find out what kind of faith these children of Israel, they had. You know, when you look at these chapters, I can arrive at there are three things they did, the children of Israel. First, you know, Bible says, let, let's turn to scripture. Let's go to 14, as, as we were in Exodus 14. Let's read 10 to 12. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in the Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? You know, they were just murmuring and they were crying out to Moses for any help. But you know, the first thing they did, what God wanted them to do was, God expect them to let go of the past. Let go of the past. Look at the children of Israel. They were just thinking about what they left in the wilderness. The reason why the writer of Hebrew is able to put the children of Israel in this context in the Hebrew chapter 11, in the hall of the uh, fame of hall of fame of faith. The reason is they were murmuring against God, but then. Moses standing in the middle as usual as an intercessor and he is telling the children of Israel let go your past let go your past you know the faith in our life comes alive when we let go our past you know if we ask our lives if you ask into every one of our lives we can tell stories after stories about our past life you know I have seen preachers 
you know preaching about what they have done in the past they have done so many things you know they were not sleeping they were not eating they were not drinking and they were you know doing so many things for God and God did so many miracles it is all good it is all good but now what we are doing today it really matters and what is your plan about your future what is your commitment to your future that is the most important thing we did great things some of us had a tough time in our lives in the past and we sit and cry Lord why I wasted so many years in my life now even when I come look at my age I have wasted so many years in my life and at this age I start doing things for God I know it is too late but still Lord I believe you will use me some of us cry about that some of us you know really worry about the, the youth and child days children days childhood days when we spend in vanity in waste but God is expecting us to forget our past it may be good or it may be bad forget about our past children of Israel they couldn't do that but then God expected them to forget about their past secondly God is building up their faith look at Moses verse 13 says and Moses said to the people do not be afraid stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today for the Egyptians whom you see today you shall see again no more forever you know how the faith for miracle comes into a life of a believer like you and me how that faith can come into a you know believer like you and me we always worry about our weaknesses we always worry about what we don't have we always worry about our limitations you know when we go somewhere we always worry about whether that man will look at me or he will not turn to me he will speak to me or he will not speak to me whether I will get favor in their eyes you know we will always worry about so many things but you know God is telling us forget about those things what you can think about me you yourself forget about those things what limitations you think you carry in your hand don't worry about those things but then grow in your faith and how he is growing in your faith here we see a man of God coming and telling build your faith you know that's why we hear the word of God every Sunday after Sunday build your faith put your trust in God so move forward you know I'm, I'm sure you know sometimes I feel I've been preaching this for you know weeks after weeks now the same thing put your trust in God and you know when I go home and sit those words speak to me into my life and I'm sure it is speaking to every one of you into your lives Moses is there and he is saying stand still you know when things go wrong in our lives when we find that we are so weak we are helpless the first thing we need to learn to do is just stand still just take you know be quiet take a little moment go and kneel down in the presence of God that is very important you know why we do that to get our faith to regain our strength in the Lord you know today morning Debbie was testifying that God gave me strength enough strength this morning you know but God expects us to wait to gain that strength in his presence and today we are able to come here and stand in the presence of God Moses is telling the children of Israel do not be afraid do not be afraid you know the word of God when it comes to us it comes so strong and so deep into our heart and it says do not be afraid stand still stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today such a word of encouragement was received by the children of Israel the faithless situation is turned into a faithful situation or filled with faith situation 
by that encouragement those children of Israel received by the word of God and today God is talking to us and he is trying to build our faith he is trying to helping us here to build our faith today and the third thing they did 14 15 Exodus 14 15 it says and the Lord said to Moses why do you cry to me Lord and Moses even though he was encouraging the children of Israel he went back after speaking those words he went back to the Lord and probably he would cry he would have you know cried to the Lord Lord I spoke your word I believe your word is true I gave your word but I am a human too I come to you and I cry to you Lord you need to help me because they are in a terrible situation there is no way they can move forward and you know what the Lord said Lord said one thing tell the children of Israel to go forward tell the children of Israel to go forward you know that is the message for us today God is telling us to move forward repeatedly God is telling us to move forward he's just telling us to walk through it to walk through it it is true that you see the Red Sea in front of you but, but by your natural eyes there is no way you can walk through the Red Sea but God doesn't say how you can probably walk through the Red Sea God didn't give him a detailed plan you go there and you know stand there and stand this side and you do this one two three four five there is no absolutely no steps are given only one word move forward you know faith works in that way faith doesn't work with calculated with measured steps Faith doesn't work by you know doing multiple steps and finally achieving for the result. That's how man will work. Probably some of the mathematicians you know they work in that way. If you do step 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 then probably you'll get the result at the end of it. But God doesn't work in that way. God works supernaturally. God doesn't work in natural means, by natural means. God works in a supernatural way. That's the reason we hear the word from God saying the Lord said to Moses tell the children of Israel to go forward you know it looks like a foolish statement there they see the Red Sea in front of them and God is telling the children of Israel move forward you know probably some of them would have asked Lord where you want me to walk on the water you want me to just walk into the water but God didn't respond he didn't give any other clue there he's telling them just move forward you know when we say it is impossible God says all things are possible as we read in Matthew 19:26. when we say I'm too tired God says I will give you rest in Matthew 11:28. when we say nobody really loves me Lord God says I love you as John 3:16. when we say nobody really cares for me God says I care for you first Peter 5 7 when we say I cannot go on God says my grace is sufficient for me second Corinthians 12 9 when we say I cannot fight things out God says I shall direct thy path Proverbs 3 6 when we say I cannot do it God says you can do all things in Christ Jesus Philippians 4 13 when we say I am unable God says I am able second Corinthians 9 8 when we say I am worth it I'm not worth it I'm worthless God says it will be worth it in Romans 8 28 
When we say I cannot forgive myself, God says I forgive you. First John 1.9 When we say I cannot afford to it, I cannot afford, God says I will supply all your needs. You know sometimes we go through all these emotions in our lives and we come back and say Lord I'm helpless, I'm helpless, there is no way I can do it. And God says I am your provider. When you say that I cannot afford to do this Lord, how do I do it? And God says I am your provider. All that you need to do is go forward, move forward. You know, that is the command he is getting from there. The children of Israel, by faith, children of Israel passed through the Red Sea. And what happened to the Egyptians? Word of God says, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. Today, we see a group of people on this world they try to imitate the work of God they try to imitate what God is trying to do there are preachers on this world they preach the word of God and they have absolutely no faith in what they preach there are you know people on this world they say that they trust in God they have absolutely no trust in God we see a group of people here the Egyptians they are trying to do what children of Israel were doing there children of Israel they could do it by faith an ungodly person cannot do the things of God because he doesn't have faith that's a simple reason he doesn't have faith more than you know classifying them as sinners and we holy absolutely we understand we are not even holy when we stand before God that we are able to do the things of God not because of our holiness but we have faith in God that makes the difference you know that day we are talking about in Berkeley the love of God we talked about the, 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 the love of God it's applicable to everybody it is extensive love of God according to John 3:16. God so loved the world the love is for the whole world but only those who believe it is an exclusive love for those who believe the person who is ungodly who doesn't believe in God that love doesn't mean anything to him but only those who believe can taste the love of God the same way only those who have faith in God they can experience the miracle of God they can do godly things some people believe there are two beliefs here some people believe it is interesting the Egyptians got into this trouble without knowing that they are entering into the sea you know if you remember the situation the sea was wide open and children of Israel walked in the sea as if they are walking in the dry land probably the Egyptians they just walked into the sea without even knowing where they are entering we see that in verse 23 Exodus chapter 14 you know first we are not told about anything about the Egyptians knew what they are or where they are entering into secondly people also think the time in which they were passing through the Red Sea it was late night they didn't have any clue where the sea is and where the land is it is possible we are just analyzing the situation thirdly the pillar which was giving light to the children of Israel that produced darkness to the children of to, to the people of Egypt Egypt right the children of Israel they were see, able to see the pillar of light whereas 
they were in darkness so probably they didn't know where they are entering there's fourth possibility it would seem high unlikely that the Egyptians would enter into the sea knowing that God had parted it for his people they had no clue that God opened it only for his people they had no idea about it there may be various other reasons Egyptians they were just guided by the children of Israel they just walked behind the children of Israel probably they don't know as they just followed blindly the children of Israel there may be other reasons the sea Bible says it became a dry ground and there is no moisture it was not even wet it just they walk through the land see as if it's a dry they walking in the dry land so it is so dry so all these reasons put together probably the Egyptians they had no clue where they are entering and someone said this way the only other possibility is that the Egyptians knowingly pursued the Israelites into the sea somehow blinded to the incredible danger of doing so as I have said before it is absolutely incredible that the most powerful well-trained army of that day could blunder so badly as to march straight into a perfect ambush without the least hesitation such a mighty army they made a blunder mistake there by entering into the hands of the enemy straight away these are all the possibilities you know things would have happened in such a pathetic manner for the Egyptians back then when they the children of Israel passed through the land and then when they turned back as they saw Egyptians coming into their sea into the land walking in the dry land and God said Moses to stretch his, uh, the, the stick the staff and we believe we know that the sea overcovered them and everybody were destroyed on that day you know things of God it belongs or it can be handled by faith you know throughout the Bible we see God is always against the wicked against the ungodly the reason they don't have faith in God they try to do things without believing in God you know Psalm 34 16 verse Bible clearly says the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth Psalm 34 16 we need to know this very clearly today you know when we look at somebody who is living in their sin who is not having God as their Lord you know we never should come to a conclusion it is because of their sin <coughs> it is because they don't have faith in God probably there is nobody like Moses there children of Israel would have died on the Red Sea but then there was Moses was there to install the faith to increase their faith there are people out there living in sin that's the reason God is looking for you and me to stand in the gap as Moses to bring that faith in their lives in God God's wrath is for unrighteous word of God says in Romans 1 19 18 to 19 Romans 1 18 to 19 for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness you know God is really angry God is really angry you know the reason why the world is not consumed today 
it is by the knees of the saints it is by the knees of the saints you know often I used to say that you know we are living in such a you know such a freedom and such a you know luxury today especially the countries like United States and Canada and you know our, our countries where we are living today the reason the world the, today these countries are not consumed by the wrath of God is someone who is there far away from this land kneeling down and they don't even how to pronounce America they don't know even they have not even seen America in the map but then they cry to God Lord preserve your children Lord protect these nations someone far away and they are crying out to God you know their knees you know make us to survive today but God is angry with sinners that's what throughout the word of God says Proverbs 11 21 says though they join uh, forces the wicked will not go unpunished we God is there to punish the wicked Proverbs 15 29 says the Lord is far from the wicked but he hears the prayers of the righteous Proverbs 15 29 God cannot hear the prayer of the wicked he hears only one prayer from the wicked Lord I am a sinner wash me with your blood he listens to that prayer nothing else but then God listens to all our prayers as long as we are found righteous in the in front of God Proverbs 3.33 says the curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked but he blesses the home of the just Proverbs 33.33 the curse of the Lord is upon the wicked Malachi 3.18 word of God says then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked between one who serves God and one who does not serve God you know God is going to make a separation between godly and ungodly because God's face is always against the wicked whereas God's face is in favor of those who are doing righteous things but the moment someone comes back from his sin God is so gracious to accept any sinners in Psalm 109 you remember that Psalm that Psalm 109 very well fits to, to what the children the Egyptians are going through on that day when they are standing before the Red Sea I can read some of the verses from Psalm 109 as David puts it this way Psalm 109 verse 14 says just listen to this let the iniquity of his fathers be redeemed before the Lord and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out and he cries out Lord destroy the wicked that's how God's heart is verse 15 let them be continually before the Lord that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth it is very well applied to the Egyptians those who are drowned in the, in the Red Sea verse 16 says Psalm 109 because he did not remember to show mercy but persuade, persecuted the poor and the needy men that he might even slay the broken in heart as he loved cursing so let it come to him as he did not delight in and delight let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones verse 19 let it be to him like the garment which covers him and for a belt with which he girds himself continually let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers and to those who speak evil against my person you know the same way David is praying that prayer is very well applied to the Egyptians as they were trying to cross before I close 
there are examples or evidences in the Bible when people try to do things of God without faith you know God turned against them as children of God we should remember this you know God will turn the blessings of the righteous and they become curses for the ungodly let's give some examples you know when the ark of covenant ark of the covenant was brought to jerusalem word of god says god blessed those who were hosting the ark of covenant ark of the covenant in their houses and the same ark of the covenant it became a curse for someone who touched the ark of the covenant without having faith in god let's turn our bibles to read second uh, samuel chapter 6 verse 1 to 7 second samuel this is something which is important as children of god we need to know this very clearly let's read that again david gathered all the choice men of israel 30000 second samuel chapter 6 verse 1 to 7 and david arose and went with all the people who were with him from baal juda to bring up from there the ark of god whose name is called by the name the lord of hosts who dwells between the cherubim If you remember the Old Testament ark of the covenant is always carried by the priests verse 3 so they set the ark of god on a new cart and brought it out of the house of abinadab which was on the hill and uza and ahio the sons of abinadab drew the new cart so ark of the covenant is kept on a new cart and they are driving that cart verse 4 and they brought it out of the house of abinadab which was on the hill accompanying the ark of god and ahio went before the ark one of the sons of abinadab the then david and all the house of israel played music before the lord on all kinds of instruments of firwood on harps on stringed instruments on tambourines on cisterns and on cymbals verse 6 and when they came to nacon's threshing floor uza put out his hand to the ark of god and took hold of it for the oxen stumbled the oxen stumbled the oxen who were pulling the uh, the the cart they stumbled uzab he stretched his hand to hold the ark from falling down verse 7 says then the anger of the lord was aroused against uzab and god struck him there for his error and he died there by the ark of god you know all that he was trying to do is there to help from the ark of the ark of the covenant to falling from that cart but bible says god was angry you know i believe what the difference there you know people talk about the sins but more than that the faith you know children of israel they walked through the right sea they could do it by faith just by faith but whereas egyptians couldn't do it because they had no faith in god here the priests they were carrying the ark of the covenant and whenever they kept the ark of the covenant in someone's house who have faith in god it was a blessing but now this man who touched he was he was israelite he touched the ark of god but then without faith 
he failed there are different other stories Simon the sorcerer in Samaria when Paul uh, let's just go back to that uh, I think it's Philip let's go to Acts chapter 8 it is in Acts chapter 8 uh, verse 9 onwards we'll not read the entire chapter Philip was preaching in Samaria and now the apostles they are coming to Samaria verse 14 now when the apostles when who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria has received the word of God they sent Peter and John to them and now when Peter and John they came and they saw the disciples they were all baptized and they were received ready to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit and then they were receiving and they were getting filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and word of God says there was a sorcerer by name Simon let's read verse 18 Acts chapter 8 and when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles hands the Holy Spirit was given he offered the money he saw that Peter and John they came and they laid hands on the people on the believers and they were all filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues and this man sorcerer he just started believing in the word of God as Philip was preaching and he saw that happening and then he brought money and he gave money to Peter and John and asked them can I get to receive that gift by giving money you know word of God says verse 9 says saying give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit verse 20 says but Peter said to him your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money verse 21 you have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God what was lacking there I believe the faith I believe the faith Peter and John they were just ordinary men and women of God men, men of God and when they laid hands on the believers they were filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit it is by faith you know every gift operates by faith every gift in the word of God they, it operates by faith but this sorcerer he was trying to get that without having faith in God and see the way it turns against children of Israel walked through by faith whereas Egyptians they had no faith in God and they were buried on that day when Paul was ministering in Ephesus Bible says in chapter 19 Acts chapter 19 when he was you know ministering Bible says God was doing supernatural miracles by the hand of Paul verse 12 chapter 19 Acts says so even when the handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body and laid put over the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirit went out from them God was using Paul in an amazing way in Ephesus and we see there's something going on there as you know the Paul was used in a miraculous way let's read verse 14 also there were seven sons of Skewa a Jewish chief priest who did so and what were trying they were trying to do these men they rose and they said what Paul is doing I can also do 
And Paul was laying his hands and his aprons and handkerchiefs were thrown among the people who were possessed with the evil spirits. And the evil spirit they scream and left out of their body. Now this man, Skeva's sons, what they said, they also tried and they were trying to lay their hands on the people who were possessed with evil spirits. And what is going on in verse 15? And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know but who are you? The evil spirits asked, the men who touch the evil spirits without faith in God, the evil spirits reacting against them. And verse 16 says, then the men in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered the sons of Skeva, them, and prevailed against them. So they fled out of that house naked and wounded. You know why that happened to them? They had no faith in God. Children of Israel, they walk through the wilderness by faith. You know what it talks to us? It tells me clearly, without faith, I cannot really please God. We cannot do anything without having faith in God. Anything we do without having faith in God, it is not acceptable. Even the offering we put in the offering box, if we put that offering without faith, it cannot turn to a a blessing. Today, many people give to God and they say that, I'm not blessed, I'm giving to God. They don't sow the seed by faith. Faith. They don't give it to God by faith. They give it because it becomes a, you know, one of the routines that they need to do every month. No. We need to give it to God by faith. How do we give it to God by faith? We put that money in the offering box and ask God, you Lord, you said that. When I give to you, I believe you will multiply it. You will give back to me. I believe it. It is your covenant because I am your child. I am in a covenant relationship to you. Whatever your word of God says, I believe so. I want to see that happening in my business. I want to see that happening in my workplace. I want to see that happening in my family. If we have such a faith and we see God will bless that small seed. And anything we want to do, even Romans 14.23 says, Whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever is not from faith, it is sin. And today God is telling us to walk like the children of Israel. Hebrew 11.29 says, By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so, they were drowned. And God today expects us to forget our past. Whatever it has gone in our life, it is all over. And he is expecting us to build our faith. As we study the book of Hebrew chapter 11, God wants us to build our faith. And the only one command he gives us, to move forward. To move forward. Shall we all just close our eyes this morning?